Hello and welcome to this fortnight's edition of the Premier League Fan Podcast. Now before we go any further, I do just need to give you all a quick warning. Now this podcast may contain some strong language and topics which some people may find offensive. You can also join in the conversation by joining us on social media at PL Fan Podcast. That's on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Here we go, and welcome to this week's Premier League Fan Podcast. How are we doing, boys? All right? Yeah, we're good. Good, thanks, good. Very good. I'm very well. Who is that? Who is that? Now, that is the question. Um, I want to paint a picture, though. I don't just want to reveal it straight away. I want to paint a little bit of a picture. Now, the podcast is late this week, isn't it? So we we usually pretty much like clockwork every second Wednesday at 9am but unfortunately we're a bit late so what I thought we'd do start first of all is the social media must be going absolutely crazy (laughs) all our fans the fans the fans must be going mental that this podcast is so late so let's I've got social media here should we have a look at see if we've had any replies um Okay, so Twitter, uh, we've had nothing. That's unfortunate. Facebook, do you recommend Facebook? No, no nothing. Nothing on Facebook. Nope. Instagram, here we go. We have we actually have the most followers on our Instagram page, boys, so this should be interesting. Oh. Uh, we've got a lovely young lad from Saudi Arabia who's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sounds like he's having a terrible time. He can't. He's stuck in Saudi Arabia and he needs a, ter- a, a flight home. So he wants us to send him some Amazon vouchers. Um, <laughs> but th- thank you for your dedication, um, Ahmed. But um, when we get some funding, we'll uh, we'll re- we'll consider that. So that's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it? So <clears throat> so we're late. We're late. And the reason why we are late is because. Joe, our resident Gunners fan, has let us down. But like, yep. like, like in the 90th minute of a cup final, we're in brought, Fergie time. <laughs> when we're in Fergie time, stoppage time, I think it's known as now. Stoppage time, it's it's known as. We've brought in a super sub, um, Reese. How are you? Very good, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Reese, um, someone to bring Troy down a peg, hopefully. Like so, <laughs> so Reese is Troy's brother and also a Liverpool fan. So this is going to be very, very interesting. So um, has there been a bit of rivalry between you two growing up? How's, how's that sort of worked? Well, I mean, it's um, it's always been a bit tricky, really, because, you know, Manchester United and through that, Troy always had the upper hand recently. Um, so it was a bit of a tricky time in my household uh, while United were obviously flying high, um, but obviously ended the 30 years of hurt and uh, <laughs> Manchester United looked like they've got a 30 year wait ahead of them before they win anything again. So <laughs> oh, I don't really think so. 
I love this. I love this already, by the way. Um, <laughs> so that's that's so obviously <clears throat> it's felt like a very long two weeks. And, us- you know, usually this wouldn't feel like such a long two weeks. But with such intense amount of games, so much has happened in the last two weeks to talk about. And I think the, what, the first thing that we need to talk about is um, Liverpool. We've got champions. We've got champions of England. Um, we, we sort of thought it was coming. Um, obviously, we know how Reese is going to feel about this, so we'll, we'll come to Reese last. But um, Troy, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about Liverpool being champions? Um, congratulations to them. Um, <laughs> if we could just make sure there is an asterisk next to their <laughs> engraving, because of well, football, I, I said because to of you- course the rules the rules have changed, haven't they? The rules changed partway through the season. So you can't, uh, you have to reflect that somehow. And that's the only way, isn't it? Well, so don't you think, um, I mean, Reese will back me up here, but uh, they've, they've won the Premier League title with seven games to go, which in itself is a record. So, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an asterisk there for you to stick that <laughs> asterisk so next to Liverpool. Both the earliest and the latest victory of a, uh, of a Premier League, I heard. Um, I yeah. think when it when it happened, which is a bit of a bizarre stat, but uh, quite a nice one, quite a nice little asterisk to have, I think. Couldn't write it, could you? You could not write that. Um, <clears throat> Luke, um, opinions on Liverpool? Yeah, I've done very well this season, to be fair. Obviously, as stats say. Um, yeah, <laughs> not really much more to add, is there? They've they've sort of dominated, isn't it? And I and I tell you yeah, what, I I mean, obviously. Um, I have a household full of Liverpool fans. You're uh, now a Liverpool fan, aren't so, you, Chris? Well, I got I got a family that, that that follow Liverpool. You know, I'm a Bournemouth fan. I, I go to the Bournemouth games, but really? you know, you always have you always have those teams that you keep an eye on and look at them fondly. And, and Liverpool is one of those for me. Um, but yeah, I loved Klopp's reaction to the whole thing and 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 the emotion that 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 um that came from Klopp was lovely to see. I thought, and it's something that you haven't. I don't think we've seen in in years. Just you could see how much it meant from them. Um, Reese is a Liverpool fan. What, what what do you think? How Klopp's done and 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 what's how did you think? How do you think he's done this season? Really? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's he's done a great job, not just this season, but um, well, every every season that he's been here ever since. I think we're looking at four years now, I believe, um, since he since he got on board and. Obviously, the the difference since he arrived has been absolutely incredible. You saw it from the first season that he got here. Um, And, you know, what he's achieved this year is absolutely insane. Um, I think, you know, you've got to look at um, the issues with City and their defence. And, you know, obviously, that's a big factor as to why the gap is so big. Um, But I think Klopp probably summed it up himself best. when he said that the City is still one of the best teams in Europe, even in the current state they're in. And for Liverpool to be 20 points ahead of them uh, really sort of shows exactly, you know, reflects the achievement that they've actually made. Um, And I don't think there's any real taking away from that, regardless of COVID or or any other factors, to be honest with you. No, I do agree. Um, Also, one thing, I mean, I, 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 I for one, am glad that the season finished and Liverpool were crowned the champions. I think the reason being is you look at the teams around Liverpool and you look at Chelsea's spending a lot of good money and, and you know, 
as much as it pains me to say this, Manchester United are looking very good at the moment. And, and you know, th- th- there are teams around that area that I think they're going to look at this season and think, right, well, we're going to try and compete next year. Um, Troy, do you think it's going to be a much tighter season next year? I think I think it will be, and it has to be. I don't think any of the fans of the other the other sort of top four, top six will will settle for anything less than that. I mean, the the good thing with Klopp is he's he's made good signings at the right times, hasn't he? He's he's really shored up that defence with the signing of Van Dijk, um, and it's, it's you know that was one of their main main issues, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and Alison Becker as well has been fantastic. For yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think United are a couple of signings away. Um, another defender we need. Um, and I think yeah, same with the other teams. I think I, I, I think Arsenal need a, a have a lot of work to do. But, Luke, out of out of out of those people around that 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 area, who do you think's got the most? So obviously, I know we had a conversation a few weeks ago about the big six, but who do you think's got the most work to do? Um, Chelsea, obviously, we put them in the top six, didn't we? Chelsea have obviously got a lot to do. I do think they're going to get better. Obviously, they've had this. Uh, they can't have been able to buy anyone recently. They've done. Really, Frank Lampard's done a great job with the players he's got. Um, but yeah, Chelsea probably they've got a lot to do, a lot of people to buy, but they're looking good. I, I I'm going to put them for contenders. To me, yeah, I mean, I I think I think they will be contenders next year. What do we think of Spurs though? I was going to say that. I don't know why we're well, talking about Chelsea. Sp- I mean, Spurs oh, are looking seven. shocking. Tottenham are tenth. I mean, in my opinion, I um I've actually. My main worry lies with Chelsea, and as much as it pains me to say it, United. Um, yeah. I think that Chelsea, when they've just signed Timo Werner, um, they've got Ziyech as well, and there's a lot of chat around them buying Havertz. And I think if they yeah, get him yeah. and Chilwell, um, I really think they, they're going to end up being a proper force. I think they could end up, if they if they get everyone that they're looking to get this season, um, they could end up looking up, looking at second, maybe even a, a push for first. Um, yeah. And then similarly, Manchester United, you know, they've got Fernandez who has suddenly come into, you know, a world of zone in terms of form. And as much as it pains me to say, I do agree with Troy. I think they're only maybe two signings away from competing for uh, maybe top three, I'd say. Yeah, and and do you know and do you know what I heard? I've, I've, I was listening to a Spurs fan on Twitter, um, and and he he seems to think the same thing. He thinks Spurs are three signings away from competing. I, I don't I, agree I, with that. I fail to see that. Yeah, I'll be honest that, with that, you. I see. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of Spurs fans thought, you know, we'll have Sun back, we'll have Harry Kane back. Oh, you know, it's just a blip. They've looked pretty shocking since the return, wouldn't you say, Troy? Yeah, I think I think out of the out of the top six, as we say, I think Spurs um, are one of the teams that have a lot of work to do. I think they're more than three signings away. Um, yes, they've got Kane. They've got nobody, you know, pushing him in terms of place. Um, squad depth is. Well, there isn't any squad depth to Spurs. It's like isn't it, really? It's, mm. Yeah, they've got 
they've got a lot of rebuild. I think Mourinho even said the other day that they've got a lot of rebuilding. And he mentioned Klopp and the the team that Klopp had at the start. I think they said there was only one one player from that from that team that's remaining, and they're now champions. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's two. There's Origi and uh, Lalana who were left over from Klopp's first game. <laughs> oh, two, yeah. um, what's um what's your opinion on Origi? Because I know I, I watched the um I watched the the Villa um Liverpool game at the weekend. A lot of negativity coming from Jamie Carragher, I thought, on commentary towards Devok Origi and about you know how what? that step between Origi and Firmino. He scored some crucial goals for no, Liverpool. No, this is the thing. He's a good player. Villa's defence that game was sublime. We played very well defensively. I'm not doubting we actually, that, Luke. We actually held him off. I'm not, doubting. I'm, not, that bad. I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting. I want Reese's opinion. I want Reese's opinion on this because um, obviously Divock Origi scored some crucial goals. Do you think? Yeah. Do, so do you think there is that step between them? Massively, and yeah, I, I fully agree. There is. Um, there's a golfing class between top three and Liverpool. He's scored some very important goals for us, um, some great goals for us. I liken him currently to um, Mamadou Sacco that we had a few years ago, in the sense that he's he's a bit of a cult hero um, because of what he's done for the club, but at the same enough. time he's not he's just not good enough. He you yeah. know he needs replacing, and Timo Werner would have been. Um, a great way to do that, um, and I, I'm really, I'm really disappointed that we didn't end up signing Werner, um, yeah. and I think we're going to regret that massively. But yeah, Origi does need, uh, he needs replacing in the near future, I would say. Well, that's right. Bournemouth like to take a lot of Liverpool knockoffs, so. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's taking Bournemouth, 100. <laughs> 11 million, no more, no less. Um, <laughs> right. We need to we need to take a little break, go to a commercial break, so that we can earn our one pound fifty. Uh, so let's cue the music, shall we, Troy? Cue the music. This episode of the Premier League Fan Podcast is sponsored by our podcast provider, Anchor. Now, Anchor is a free app that you can download on your iPhone or iPad or any of your mobile phones. It is free to use and it has everything you need to create your own podcast. Now, trust me, if the four of us idiots can use it, anyone can use it. It's so easy. Go to Anchor FM to start your podcast today. Now, sit back and enjoy the Premier League Fan Podcast. Okay, so we move on from our new champions of England and uh, we it leads us nicely on to form, doesn't it? So um, some really up and down form. Um, I don't know if it's because of the behind closed doors implications, the amount of games, injuries, but it's, it's, it really has been an up factors. and down. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really has been an up and down bag. Um, Reese, I'll start with you because obviously... The, the game after Liverpool won, they probably all went out and got quite hammered. Oh, absolutely. They were hung over and <laughs> they they had a little bit of a beating against City. Um, what, what do you contribute that? Do you think they just took the foot off the pedal? Or? I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky one because I think that that does play a part of it. But by no means, I don't think that's all of it. Um, 
you know, if you watch the game, Liverpool had chances, especially early on. Um, you know, it could have been 3-2. It could, you know, there were goals in that game. It's just Liverpool couldn't convert them. Um, and City on their day, everyone knows they're so dangerous. Um, and, you you know, you can't allow them to have four chances. Otherwise, they will score four goals against you. So it was there was a couple of things. Liverpool's defence looked the shakiest I've seen it this whole season. Um, but I think you can credit City's attack with that. And Liverpool just weren't converting the chances they had. Um, yeah, I think that's... that's it was, I mean, I'm, I'm putting it down to that guard of honour. None of them looked like they wanted to do it. <laughs> they all looked miserable as sin, didn't they? They none of them looked like they wanted to do it. So I think I think they did the they did the guard of honour and thought, well, screw this, we need to sort this out. Um, <laughs> but you know, they 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 bounced back against Villa, didn't they, Luke? I mean, Luke, you said that Villa's defence looked strong, and they did look quite strong, didn't they? Um, yeah, we looked not, all right that game. Not, to be fair. not strong enough though, was it? It's the attack more than anything. I've said it all season. We ain't got an attack. The Dean Smith came came out and said that he uh, had a meeting with our strikers saying that the conversion rate's dreadful, which he should have done months ago. But um, yeah, that's a problem, that game. Our attack was shite, but <laughs> defensively it was all right. It's just typical. It was a, it was a strong defence. I mean, I mean that's, that was... Um, I think Pepe Reina as well was... was Energised, probably Yay. being back at Anfield and being back at Anfield. Great game. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they dropped in to start with, to be honest with you, Luke. I was very uh, surprised after lockdown when they dropped Pepe Reina. I, I can't remember if he had an injury or a knock and Nylon came in and he looked decent. I remember we had the conversation before saying that Nylon looked all right a couple of games mm. he played, especially in the cup. But then, oh, since he came back off lockdown, it was a mistake in every game Nylon played. There was a mistake somewhere. And it just weren't good enough. So Dean Smith done the right thing too late again, as he always does, and uh, brought in Pepe Reina. And yeah, he looked decent. We yeah, yeah, we looked all right. I had to try and take the positives I could away from that Liverpool game, and we, we looked <laughs> decent against the leaders, <laughs> the champions. We didn't do too At least bad. they've got a bit of fight in them. Exactly. Unlike which we'll bring this over to. Oh, we can, no, we'll, no, we'll talk about relegation now if you want. We're, I will happily talk about relegation now. <laughs> You know me. If I'm anything, if I'm anything unflexible, we can throw the script out the window and talk about relegation. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to say about AFC Bournemouth. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Last podcast, I was pretty much lost for words. Um, like Manchester, Manchester. Man, if there's one thing, I, again, Luke. If there's one thing I can draw from the Manchester United game, is that at least we look like we wanted it, and and that's and that's you know obviously yeah, since yeah. since we since we've done the last podcast, I think Bournemouth's had three game uh, three games. I think one against Newcastle and uh, one against Wolves, and oh we haven't had a shot on target, you know, and it's it's shocking to see that. I mean, I'm I'm a you know someone who's a Bournemouth fan, I know you're a Villa fan, Luke. <laughs> Nothing frustrates us more than not seeing the players want to fight for this. We've, yeah, that's the main thing. We've, you've come back off lockdown. You know the expectation is going to be high. We, we need to win every game more more so, especially with the relegation teams, more so than mid-table teams. Teams like that are competing for top four, there's, there's an element of fight in there. But the relegation is the main thing that you're fighting for to stay in the Premier League. 
and no, none of them teams are good enough. Bournemouth and Villa especially, which is looking like we're going to go down now. There was no fighting. It's dreadful. West Ham, like you see them, they're fine for relegation. They look good. They've they beat yeah. Chelsea most recently. They're, that that, they're that Chelsea fine now. that Chelsea game. I don't know if any any of you guys saw it. I mean, West Ham, they were up for it. They they looked like they That's wanted the it. Thing, they yeah. look they they were they looked like they're up and and. I genuinely, when I watched the Manchester United game on Saturday, you know, Troy, Troy away in on this one, it was like there was a little bit more of a spark there. You know, you could see, you know, there you could see there. there was something there. Yeah. Um, and then it all fell apart. You know, when when um, when Junior Stanislas made the most expensive centre back in the world look like an absolute tool. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. You 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 must have known I was going to get it into this podcast. <laughs> um, All the best players in the world have been nutmegs, Chris. It's not a. Uh, yeah, but deal. here's the thing, though, Troy. Another Van Dyke has. <laughs> exactly. That's point one. Point one. And I, if if it was against Ryan Fraser, I know he's no longer with 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 Bournemouth. Or if it was against David Brooks, I'd I'd allow it, but. He got nutmegged against our fourth choice winger, you know. <laughs> but anyway, it was a, it was a stunning goal. It was a stunning goal, and um, it doesn't matter, does it? Because we ended up winning five. No, exactly, exactly. And Papa Dom hands did nothing at the near post either. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> Reese, that's 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 our nickname for De Gea, Reese. In case you uh, missed that, yeah, I, t- I take it you've discussed De Gea's um, most recent form because yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're, we're talking about form, Reese. So let's talk about Manchester United form. Um, I'd just quite like to get Troy's Troy's view because I know as a as a Manchester United fan, <laughs> I, I'm, I I want to know if if a United fan can still defend him as the, the best goalkeeper in the world. That's uh, Quotation mark. I've just we're, thrown up. We're all ears, Troy. Uh, I mean, he's obviously in a bad, in a bad patch, isn't he? For two years. Well, I think we've, How long has this patch lasted, in league? Um, Troy. I think I think we've spoken about it on a previous one. He's, yeah. I don't even have to defend him. He's he's, he's obviously a good goalkeeper. Um, he's a liability. He's obviously he's obviously, he's not the best in the world at the moment. Um. But he's, he's still got his best years to come. How old is he? Can we have a fact check on that, Luke? I'm checking. He's 29. 29. He's got another 10 exactly. years left, to be fair. No, he hasn't. Potentially. Not yeah, for he's compared to the 40 now. Buffon's playing at 41, <laughs> however old he is. I, I fail to believe that his best years are in front of him, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's I got a good couple of years that. left in front of him. His best couple of years left. He can play. But not, stay, not, not, three, not when you've got people people on his tailpipe like Dean Henderson. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dean Henderson's on the books. So uh, Troy, in all, in, in all, go on, carry on. I was going to say the, the saving grace is that our attackers are scoring a lot of plenty of goals. Um, you know, I mean, we scored five against Bournemouth. Um, that can't kill you. Luke, uh, Troy, that ain't hard. Really <laughs> <laughs> I definitely should be proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to him brag. I think us four. I think us four and Joe games. could put five against Bournemouth. <laughs> sixteen games unbeaten is is no small feat. No, and and, and that and that's um. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fantastic form. I mean, I know we are talking about form. Um, someone who, uh, a team that that has really dropped off is, um, and very much up and down, is Manchester City. Obviously, recently they've um, beat Liverpool, but then lost against Southampton at St Mary. Um, yeah, form form's a bit of a struggle for them. Um, see, my, my thing with City is that they've only really been up and down in terms of results. I think if you actually watch the games... They're, you know, the way they play and, and they're, they're still massively attacking, they always look like they could have won the games, especially the one against Southampton. It was only McCarthy that kept them in it. Um, they could have had six or seven. So, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that's a, you know, on, on the results sheet, you see it, it goes down as a loss in terms of overall form. I don't know if that's something they should be worried about. McCarthy no. had a fantastic game. I mean, I, I, myself, myself, and, and Joe are both, you know, the goalkeeping nerds of the podcast. Obviously, Joe's not here today, but um, McCarthy, an incredible game, an absolutely amazing game. Um, and, and a great three points for Southampton, as much as I hate to say that. Um, it, it was, I don't think it was, it's too much of a worry in form for them. I mean, they've, they've, lost to, um, they've lost to Chelsea and Southampton since the restart. But they've, I mean, they're winning 4-0 now against Newcastle. You know, they beat yeah, we should we should tell you one listen. Uh, the, the one listener we we do need to, we are recording this while games are on, so everything that we're talking about may be absolutely obsolete in the next in the next hour or two. So um, you'll have to bear with us. Um, yeah, so, so Manchester United um, good form, Man City up and down. We talked about it briefly in the first half, but Tottenham. Top, what needs to happen at Tottenham Hotspur really? I mean, I think if someone knew the answer to that, they they should be working for them because, I mean, what like what can you do? They've they've got a new manager in, uh, that hasn't helped. I just I just I really just think their squad is is too thin. Uh, I don't think their style of play suits Mourinho, um, I, and I think they're in real trouble. Well, Mourinho is very defensive, isn't he? He's, he's I mean he's a very defensive manager. He likes to park the bus. And he can't do that if he hasn't got a strong defence. I mean, he didn't have a great defence at Manchester United, but he's he's named a different back four in in all the games since the lockdown. I, I heard, and that, you know, that's it's to play to play the Jose Mourinho game, and you can't have a consistent back four. I mean, that's that's going to mm. be a, an issue. Um, Troy, what, what's your opinion on how Mourinho's doing? Look, he's, he said earlier in the week, didn't he, that he's he's got a lot of rebuilding to do. Um, he has got a lot of rebuilding to do. I think he's, he needs time to get his own players in. Um, but as we said earlier, it's, it's more than three. It's I would six or seven. I think need to come in. Um, but it's, it's 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 not good enough for a team like Tottenham to be in what the tenth now, tenth place. I think um, I think the, I think the worry is as well. You look at you look at teams and you look at Tottenham, uh, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea. They're all saying they need centre backs. Where are all yeah. these centre backs coming from? <laughs> you know, I know well, I know. When, um, well, when, go on, Luke. Well, when but um, Bournemouth go down, Ake's on the table, isn't he? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know. If I'm a centre back. And I'm and I've got Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool, or not Liverpool, but 
you know, and Tottenham all coming for me. If Tottenham don't have a Champions League place or even even a Europa League place, they're not they're not the team I'm going to be going to, are they? So that, and I, think, I think they're in a lot of trouble. That is a very very good point. You know, how can you attract these massive players if you can't offer them? champions league football and especially with that brand new stadium which just yeah. screams out for champions league nights um and it and it, it comes to i mean we, we talked about it a bit earlier but timo werner going to liverpool race um there's you know the world champions champions league cha- you know premier league champions and they couldn't get that deal over the line so what do you think it do, I mean do you think the agent has something to say about it how no, do you think that I think, I think in in this instance I so I, I've done a fair bit of reading around um you know that specific transfer and it seems to be that Liverpool um have just decided they're not spending money because of or the reason they've given at least is because of coronavirus because of covid um and the just aren't available Obviously, that's not such an issue for Chelsea. They, you know, they've had the transfer ban for two years. They built up, you know, essentially a, a massive war chest of funds. Um, and as well, you know, they've got Eden Hazard money that hasn't been spent. Um, so I think all, all that's happened there, at least from, from everything I've seen, is it's Liverpool aren't willing to spend money. Chelsea are. Um, I don't think it came down to both made an offer and he chose Chelsea ahead of Liverpool. And is that a worry for a Liverpool fan that? they're not prepared to spend money when you see people around you are willing to spend money and are spending money massively um you know i i think i said it earlier on you know i'm massively worried by uh chelsea next season city will probably i would imagine go after someone like koulibaly um and they'll strengthen their defense um united if they get sancho i'm absolutely terrified um and so, yeah, I think Liverpool have got maybe maybe enough strength to hold them up. OK, so moving on from um, form, we we talked about it briefly. We need to talk about the relegation battle in a bit more detail. Um, I know I know we've already brought it up, but West Ham, uh, West Ham are uh, pretty much are they losing at the moment? Let's let's, let's get. They are losing. We 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 can talk we can talk a little bit about um where they were, but let's talk about where they are as we do this podcast. So, as things stand at the moment, you've got um West Ham on 31 points, Watford on 31 points, Villa and Bournemouth on 27, and Norwich on 21. Is it? it I mean, we are we are we pretty much putting the nail in the coffin for Norwich before we, before uh, we start? Yeah, I believe so. Norwich are done. Yeah. Yeah. Not even worth discussing, I don't think. Yeah. See, um, looking at the table, Villa and Bournemouth both have a game in hand, which could technically bring us up to 30 points. So it's still on with Watford and West Ham. There's so, no doubt about that. The yeah, only definitely. Problem is Bournemouth have Tottenham, and we've got Manchester United. So I, that's our game in hand, and we're not realistically going to pick up any points from there, are we? I t- and and I, I tell out of the, out of those two fixtures. I'd rather have Tottenham. I'd, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have Tottenham if yeah. I'm honest. Um, but a win's not good enough, though, is it, Luke? A, a win is not good enough for for, uh, for Bournemouth and Villa. They need they need a, a they need all the all the rest to to stay where they are, and we need a win and a draw. And with the way that both teams are in form, 
it's it's not it's not looking likely, is it? Um, no. Reese, Reese, let's get a fresh perspective on the relegation battle. How have you seen it shape up? Do you think? Um, how do you think those teams have fared? Yeah. Yes, I mean, the... for, for me at the moment, um, the issue isn't even the fixtures that are upcoming. That's that's a problem in itself. But you know, like, as you say, for Bournemouth and Villa. But the main worry for me, you know, watching both of those teams play. Or I, I guess less about Villa, to be honest, more more talking specifically about Bournemouth, is that um, Bournemouth just don't look like they've got a win in them. Villa, I think, could grind out a couple of results. I can see that happening. They're, you know, they look like they're still fighting for something. Um, but Bournemouth, just they look like they've they've already decided that they're going down. And, and you know what? It really it, it pains me. It really does pain me to say this, you know. Um, we we put a, we put a Reese. If, in case you didn't know, I love a Twitter poll. Um, and and we put a Twitter poll out a few weeks ago, which overwhelmingly said that Bournemouth had the better squad depth and the better team to Aston Villa. Um, I just want to say one I thing quickly. I can't. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you two here now. It's at the moment. I completely agree. I do not see. I mean, I sit here and watch the Bournemouth games with my family. I've got group chats going on with fans that I know that go down there. I cannot see where a goal is going to be scored. I cannot see it. I've got I've got a front three of Dominic Solanke, <laughs> Callum, Callum, Callum Wilson and Josh King. And Josh King's are, are most likely to get a goal and he hasn't scored. And I can't remember. Can't remember how long yeah. it's been since he's scored. And it's a it's a worry, and it's a frustration for for the club, and it's a frustration. And and do you know what? I sat here before before the season got restarted again, and I said it's all going to change. We've got all these players coming back from injury. Dan Juma, David Brooks, all these players coming back from it, and it's, they've they've brought a spark back to the team very slightly. But they just need to know where the goal is and kick the ball near the goal because that's where you're going to get the goal from. And it's so frustrating to watch. Um, it is frustrating to watch. Same from Villa. We've yeah, got, and, no, we've got no striker. It's the same thing's but, happening. But at least at least Dean Smith's mixed it up. Do you know what I mean? He's put your Kieran Davis in. A you know, you know no, a young I've kid. I've tried to stick up for him enough. I can't anymore. It's been so many games. I tried to stick up for him, saying that we're saying that. Oh no, he just needs some time. But oh, he's going to be the reason. I think the only reason we've kept him at the moment, with the way our season's gone, is because he's a championship manager. Because he's played, he's managed a championship so many times. He's the man that's going to get us back out of the championship. But he's not. It's loyalty, isn't it? Manager. It's 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 no dif- yeah. it's no different to Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. It's loyalty. Eddie Eddie Howe's been at that club for for years. Dean Smith's a Villa fan. It's the yeah. loyalty that's that's keeping them in the job. And and I I mean I I think Eddie Howe's a fantastic manager, and I love the guy. Um, but Didn't you cast him as God. Let's just put that one out there. He is God. He is he, <laughs> that that man can do no wrong in my eyes, honestly. But anyway, yeah. Do you not think? The, the fact there's no crowd is playing a part in this because Massively. Yeah, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than when you you're fighting for survival. You, you go one nil down and you've got no crowd at all to try and cheer you up. Yeah, because oh. all you're imagining is that 
is it all your imagine as a player is like the fans on your back you're not imagine you're not you haven't you got the perspective of shouting screaming for you yeah and i'll and i'll and paint the picture uh, you know bournemouth uh, before all this, we went on a, a, a awful run of games where we weren't winning, and it was Brighton at home. And I sat there, and Rico had a shot just off target, and half the stadium thought it went in. I tell you what, the atmosphere in the Vitality Stadium was electric. <laughs> it really was. And but Bournemouth are a team that will that will that will work off yeah. of that and will do something. Um, Sorry, you know. I just imagined them 19 fans cheering off half the stadium. <laughs> so I, I'd just like to, um, to add something to this, not necessarily in the context of the relegation battle, but seeing as we're touching upon not having the fans there, um, I think that's massively impacted the overachievers for this season as well. You see it with uh, Sheffield United, you see yeah. it with Leicester, although their poor form goes back to January. Um but yeah, your, your people like like your Leicesters, your your Sheffields, your Burnleys, your Wolverhampton Wanderers, um, you know their form has been particularly patchy since the restart, and I think that the lack of crowd has you know has impacted them more than it will do anyone else. That's a great point. That is a really really good point. Um, and and if if anything, this whole situation has shown that almost like the cream will rise to the top. The players who are naturally gifted will will rise yeah. to the top and. And and that's probably where we are in a situation where those teams are grinding out yeah. results, like the Liverpools, the Man Cities, and and all of that. Um, so obviously a couple more weeks to go. Um, obviously the top end of the table's looking like it's pretty much settled. Um, the bottom yep. bo- bottom is 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 still to be played for. Um, who do so who do we think's having the Champions League positions, and who do we think's going down? Are we, uh, are we assuming that um, that City aren't getting one? We'll we'll assume that Manchester we'll, we'll we'll assume that Manchester City aren't getting a, a Champions League place. So I'm going to say Liverpool, uh, Leicester, Chelsea, and Manchester United. Do you mean yeah. City? No, because City City aren't in it, are they? We're assuming that. Oh, uh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good point. Do, we, do we agree with that? Anybody disagree? Uh, I would, no, I would I agree. agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, I just don't see United slipping up. Like, I think they're getting stronger rather than, um, you know, rather rather than going the other way. Whereas I don't think Wolves have the consistency in them to catch up. Arsenal too far behind. Spurs. Well, we've spoken about them. They're just rubbish at the moment. So yeah, yeah. And we've, I, not and got, I, we've not got a bad run of fixtures left either. I think the only sort of one we could maybe slip up on is against Leicester on the final game. Um, and I'll take a deep breath because obviously the next time we come back is in two weeks' time um, and it's the last week of the Premier League um, that week. Uh, so a lot of it may have already been determined, but I'll take a deep breath. Who do we think's going down? Um, who, who do we think's going down? Who do we want to go down? <laughs> OK, uh, I think's going down. Norwich, Bournemouth and West Ham. Do you really still think that, Luke? Do you honestly, honestly think that? All right, then. Fair enough. Uh, And who do I want to go down? (laughs) Norwich, Bournemouth and West Ham. (laughs) Uh, The two in in past. I'm I'm sick of hearing you, Luke. Let's move on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to say I've, 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 I've had such a positive like mindset about Villa staying up that I can't say they're going down. 
So okay. I've, I've made myself feel that way. The two impartials, who do you, uh, uh, Reece, who do you think's going down? Uh, I can't look past Norwich, Bournemouth, Villa, but I I do agree in that I think if it's if it's go, if there's going to be any change within that, I think it would be West Ham and Villa swapping round. Um, who do I want to go down? Pick any of them. Uh, any well, Bournemouth can can stay up. I mean, they're a they're my hometown, so be be nice enough. But I'm not massively fussed. Let's, let's say Norwich. I suddenly, I Miss see, Joe. I want to see Aston Villa and West Ham go down. Okay. Troy. Well, Norwich are Norwich are definitely going down, aren't they? Uh, I'd say Bournemouth are going down as well. I think I think we've got to remember is Watford and West Ham have still got to play each other, and I think whoever loses that, if it's if it's a loss, um, I think if the loser of that could go down instead of Aston Villa. I'm 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 more swaying to Watford going down. Uh, I think Watford have worse worse fixtures. Because um, they've got to play Man City and, and Arsenal the last two games. Um, oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think, I think if, we, if we're talking about West Ham or Watford, I think West, I think, uh, sorry, Watford are more likely to go down. Well, my heart is telling me. Oh my God! It's yeah. possibly going to be the three that are down there at the moment, but my, I, I, I really, I really do hope that that, that Bournemouth and Eddie Howe can and turn it round. Um, I don't see it happening at the moment, but I really hope we're sat here in two weeks and I'm, I'm saying how great Bournemouth form are. But we'll wait and see. Um, uh, anything can happen. Sorry, I've just had a quick look at them. The fixtures, Jesus Christ. Uh, West Ham, um, obviously have. The easiest running out of all. Uh, of all, they've got Norwich next, which you're going to assume they'll get three points out of. Then it's Watford, which is anything. Man U and Villa last game of the season, so that's important. But Watford have an awful run. Watford's whole run is awful. They've got, like you said, Troy. They've got uh, Arsenal and Manchester United the last two games. But the two other games is Newcastle and. Man City, uh, Man City and Arsenal. Yeah, sorry, but they've also got. West Ham and Newcastle, and I can't see him getting any points at all out of any of them. I reckon Watford are going to go down. Changing my mind, Watford are going down. Well, we will we will find out. We will find out the next time that we all get together. Um, and uh, obviously, we need to sum up. We need to wrap things up. Um, so we're going to talk about the start standout performances for the fortnight. Risha, I want you to be impartial here. Weigh in if you don't agree with any of our choices. Uh, I'm going to so save of the fortnight. I am going to go with Alex McCarthy. He pulled off a great double save in the first half of uh, the Manchester City game. Absolutely outstanding. Um, so my save of the, the fortnight is going to Alex McCarthy. Um, yep. any, any any objections? No, we all, we're all happy with that? No, quality game all game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Troy, goal of the, goal of the fortnight. Uh, it's your it's your turn to pick. Um, there's a few there's a few I could have chosen. Um, I just dropped you there. There's a few I could have chosen. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold's free kick against Palace was a, a brilliant free kick. That was good. Um, but 
I'm going to give it to Martial against Bournemouth because what an absolute strike that was. Of course he is. Who's shocked about that? He's given it to you. Yeah. The, the other one I could have chosen was Bruno Fernandes' uh, free kick. Well, you could have picked any of the five from Bournemouth because they were all pretty spectacular and they probably needed to be to get past Ramsdale. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm going to allow that. Be, you know, I think I think we'll allow that one, won't we, boys? Because that, you know, they, yeah. it was it. There's been some it's, cracking goals over the last two weeks. I just um, want to bring up quickly uh, the Zaha goal for Crystal Palace, obviously yeah, against yeah. Chelsea. That was, a great goal. that was a that was an insane finish. Yeah. Um, also, the um, Danny Welbeck's goal against Watford, I think. Yeah. Yes, that one was also. I mean, there's been some fantastic ones the last two weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll go with Martial, but there's but there's a lot to lot to pick from. Um, Luke, you've got player of the fortnight. Who's had an impact in the last two weeks? Come on, Luke, don't let me down. <laughs> I went for Pulisic. No, <laughs> yeah, he's he played very well against uh, Villa. I think he came on off the bench. Uh, the next three games after that, he started. He played very well. In the past four games, he scored two goals. He looked very very good. Don't know how many assists he's got, but yeah, quality. Well, there we go. How can you not Fernandez? <laughs> oh, here we go. Do you want to know why I'm not saying Fernandez? Because it's you bloody mentioning him all the time. <laughs> mentioning Man U players and Man U. No. <laughs> that link up between Fernandez and Pogba, though, Troy. Oh, in it average. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, we need we need to wrap up, Reese. I want to thank you for joining us. Really, thank really you, great you. having you on. Um, having me. I, I want to I want to get you back on here. Actually, I, I don't know if the boys agree, but yeah, I think you yeah, bring another great uh, knowledge. Uh, 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 yeah, great knowledge. Great, great. Um, uh, another opinion. Uh, so yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Troy. And we'll see thank you again. You, thank you. We'll see you thank again you. in a couple of weeks. Anytime. See you later. See you later. Bye. So we are flat out of time for another Premier League fan podcast, but please join us again in a fortnight's time on the 22nd of July on the Wednesday when we will be discussing the next two weeks of Premier League action. Don't forget you can join in the conversation by following us on social media on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at PL Fan Podcast. We'll see you again in two weeks time.